0: Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Gulbrand. Welcome. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. I'm Shauna. I'm Jennifer. And this is Deb.
1: Hi. This it's is
0: Deb <laughs> Fox. She is our guest today. Deb is a 63-year-old evolving woman, <laughs> wife of 30, uh, excuse me 37 years, mother of four sons and grandmother to six. In a previous life, back when she was a working mom, Deb was a pro or was the program director for a sexual assault and battered women's organization, a branch manager, business banking officer and an AVP in banking. She served as a board member for the Salem Family Resources for 25 years and currently serves as program coordinator for SRF. And on top of that, she sits on the Executive Council of the Intergenerational Collaborative of Salem. Wow. (laughs) It sounds a lot more impressive than it really was. I don't know. And Deb is here to talk to us today about aging and transition. So welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. It's great to be here. So So you do a lot. I have
1: done a lot over the many many years I've been around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Not all of that was all at once, you know. Oh God, God, I hope
0: not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be all. Be tired. (laughs) Here today. I am actually retired. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. Very busy, but for not a retired. retired. Not no, you'd be, t- be tired. I would not be tired, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're here to talk about aging and transition.
1: Yeah, transitions is just always been very, I don't know, cognizant in my brain, particularly since I retired.
0: Any particular reason since you retired?
2: Deb's also a yoga teacher. Was that in there? Oh, no, oh, yeah. that wasn't
0: <laughs> in there. My apologies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she also teaches yoga. Yeah. <laughs> also teaches yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now. That's Multi- one, of my, transi- one of, of my transitions. One of my For children and, would you say seniors? Seniors, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And anybody else who
0: shows up. Right. Because I do family yoga, too.
2: And you sub for the, and, all yeah. the,
1: the regular
0: classes. Yeah. That joy. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about aging and oh, transition. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts about that? What is your experience with it? Um, Aging is interesting, um, but transitions
1: are more, like, really interesting to me. And I think one of the reasons that transitions is sort of been in the forefront of my mind is I've been through so many transitions in my adult life, especially. Um, One of my children was very ill all of his life, and I would get a job, and would have to leave it because he'd be hospitalized for long periods of time, and then he'd be well, and then I'd get a job, and I just, what that did is it afforded me the luxury of dabbling in so many different areas. That's right. true, yeah. Um, I mean, that's one way to look at it anyway. Yeah. one aspect of it. Yeah, 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 so I was able to try out a lot of different things because I wasn't locked into. I couldn't ever be locked into a career um, until after he passed away, and then banking became my career. And I did retail banking, business banking, executive banking. I did it all. Um, and it's funny, I never loved banking. I was never in love with it, but it paid for colleges and weddings and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all the things that we need money for. Yeah. Um, I've been, my degree is in early childhood. I've been an early childhood educator off and on throughout all of those, many of those transitions and still do. So transitions, I think you have to really learn, it goes along with aging. Transitioning and aging are the same in that when you are going through a transition or aging through different periods of your life, you you have a, a choice of how to accept the transitions or the different stages. And I think one of the things I've learned is the best way to accept those transitions and changes. Um. I think even like what you said though, about having
2: your son at home sick, like those, the in-between were all transitions too. Yeah. You'd have to transition back and forth from From the hospital
1: work. to home to work to work. To yeah. three other
2: children. <laughs> you know. So does it get easier? Like, did you find that it ever got a little, I, I find transitions to be very disruptive. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that they u- major transitions from me take about a year to two <laughs> to, to get really till I like I get back into a groove and I'm like, oh, yeah, like now I feel like myself again or, you know,
1: I can probably transition faster. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because you've had so
1: many. That's so why it's I, called survival. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I can probably transition I guess I'm faster like a than full the average transition beta. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. But in spite of all those transitions, you never really lose who you were before that transition. Right. You bring those core
0: parts of ourselves mm. remain there. Yeah,
1: and and some of the skills. Right. As well, um, you know. I said to you when I first got here, oh, I left out one whole chunk of my professional life, and that was I worked in a restaurant for a long time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I told you I've done everything.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, I was a. It was a chain restaurant, and I was a. I started out as a host because I thought, well, you know, I needed to add extra money to the early childhood, non-paycheck that I was getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was low paycheck I was getting, and um, so I started hosting, and that transitioned into a management position and a supervisory position and an office position for a restaurant. So right. um, that was probably the mo- that job was probably the one that was the most conducive to being Patrick's mother because I. It, it wasn't rocket science. It wasn't um, brain surgery. And I could call up my boss at midnight and say, won't be in right. for two yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's perfect. Um, it was a perfect job for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting what you say about the core parts of ourselves remain, remaining the same through transition. And, and I just heard you say, it takes me about a year or so to get back to myself. Mm-hmm. But is it really getting back to yourself, or is it just settling into a newer version of yourself? That well, has it is come settling the Transition. In. Yeah.
2: I think it's almost like I mean, what I've experienced are times where I think that like this is fine, like I'm fine, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But then after whatever settles in, and I feel like whole again, you know. Right. I think it just. I imagine that it just takes a little bit longer for different parts of me to catch back up, mm-hmm. and there is like this evolved part, more evolved part of me, right, with each lesson and with, with each kind of
0: change. I have been out of the Cambridge Hospital for three years. Now I've been, well, I, I think I've known you most of the time yes. because you've been at Joy, yeah. but uh, Jennifer's been with me through the entire transition, and it has taken me three years mm-hmm. to fully accept and appreciate the fact that I don't have to work Monday through Friday anymore. That I'm no longer yeah. one of those people and that I can ha- play a major role in the community and and offer whatever it is I'm offering Well, I'm offering a lot but not making light of that and not have to be in a Monday through Friday job yeah. anymore that I have been conditioned mm-hmm. to believe as truth and I've struggled with that and I thought And when I left those doors and I saw that hospital in my rearview mirror when I was driving away that day, I thought, oh, this is awesome. And it's going to be easy. And it wasn't as easy Mm -hmm. as I thought it was going to be. And it's all good.
2: I was actually thinking to you this morning and just that, like I've been watching everything that you've been doing for the past, I don't even know, six months now, and how you have like settled into the transition.
0: I have settled into a transition. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going, but I'm in i'm I'm in the ride.
2: Yeah, I'm ready. but I like just being with you through it all, I know yeah. that there was some friction with it because there is like this mindset. I still fight with the mind the nine to five mindset. you do? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I feel like I mean because i I've created a life that I wanted, which doesn't require me to be at a certain place very often. And yeah, I, there's a part of me in the back of my mind that is like the should, like you should be doing this, you should be, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you could be doing more of this, you know, but instead you do it like this, just kind of that. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I still, I struggle with that almost every day. Do you? I I mean, I teach one class on Monday, one class on Tuesday, sometimes two on Tuesday, Um, usually nothing on Wednesday. I usually save that for meetings. Thursday, I teach one class and Friday, I have nothing. And it's like, so what do I do on those days that I don't have? Do you find there's always plenty to do? Of course there is. But there's also plenty of time to sit and do nothing or Mm. to read or, you know, embroider or, you know, do any of those relaxation kind of things that I love to do, but I still struggle with the guilt. Yeah. Oh, I should be doing something. Why am I still sitting here?
2: (laughs) Right. It's like this feeling that you need to contribute more than you are. Even though that's not actually, Mm -hmm. you are contributing just by being alive. Yeah.
0: That's very true.
1: Yeah.
0: That's very true. true. Okay, we're going to ask you some questions. So what are some of the practices that you've integrated into your life as you have aged and, and come into Crohn, right? We haven't yeah, even mentioned. Yeah, I love being Crohn. Uh, me too. Um, we haven't even mentioned. I'm not the, sure you're there yet. But well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 52. What do you think?
2: <sighs> Doesn't that ha- have you gone gone through menopause? <laughs> I
1: Have not. Okay, okay. Not there yet. <laughs> and I think that is Crohn. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so I'm it? still it in. Maiden, it's maiden, maiden mother, mother Crohn. Uh, okay. Crohn.
2: Or
0: crows
1: (laughs) too. See these crows.
0: (laughs) So what are some practices that you have integrated in your life in regards to your aging process Mm -hmm. and your transition into chrome?
1: Okay. So one of the interesting things and I love the whole Maiden Mother Crone analogy because when you leave maiden into mother, You transition into someone who you're nurturing. To me, in my mind, it's your nurturing part that you don't necessarily have as a maiden, but you don't lose any of the maiden. You're just adding to it, and you're adding that nurturing and that capacity to love. I remember when my first son was born, I thought, no one in this universe has ever loved anyone as much as I love this child. And then I got pregnant again, and I thought, I totally was nervous that I wouldn't love this second child as much because I gave all my heart to the first one. And, of course, that, we all know that isn't what happened. And You're my right. mom was the one who said to me, no, it multiplies. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. You're good. There's all these little compartments. <laughs> that,
0: yeah. It'll
1: multiply. It's fine. So you never lose anything. You just add to it. And then when you go from mother to crone, I mean, we can talk about the physiological (laughs) things in a minute. But as far as emotionally, you don't leave the maiden or the mother. You bring that with you into crone mm-hmm. and you just expand so it's very expansive it's an expansive mm-hmm. that's transition. a great word. no it's almost like marriages right like
2: you go they marry each other and become like yeah. the crone is almost like the becoming of it's all of it it's
1: like wicked cool yeah that sounds wicked cool <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's that. the positive yeah. of crone yeah um you just as long as you can open your heart to it and not shut down right um, and working with some of the elderly, I noticed that some do shut down and I just pray that I will not be one that gets to that point, that I can continue to just be open and let everything in and keep growing. And I think that's a huge thing. What do you
0: notice that they yeah, I, shut down yeah, d-
1: ba- around? Yeah, I, mean, if my own I was just going to ask so that too. Put that back there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what are you noticing, if you can give us an example?
1: I think that the, lo- the loneliness and the negativity about their limitations okay. physical physical I think that we can get too caught up in the physical
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know anybody like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's it and that's one of so you asked me my transitioning when I retired from banking, um, like you, I drove away. And I did not look back because I never loved it. you know it was a good career, it was a lucrative career. Um, I learned a lot, but I never loved it. it you know, I enjoy loved the people, but I didn't love the career you itself. summed up the Cambridge
0: hospital for me okay yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can
0: yeah relate. relate to
1: that. yeah, and I'm so fortunate that at a still relatively young and vibrant age, I'm able to walk away from something I didn't love and do things I do love, mm-hmm. which is awesome.. Um, and a lot of that was be- is because I have a wonderfully supportive husband who had an even better job. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so let, I mean, there is the. Are reality, you living my life right now? <laughs> but there is the reality of finances. Absolutely, I, you know, and I'm yeah. very fortunate that yeah. I was able to do that. But when I retired, I. To go from 180 miles a minute and complete multitasking, everything from brushing my teeth to, you know, while I was doing a million other things. Mm -hmm. And I'd be on the phone typing on my computer. And then I'd put music on in the background and tell myself I was relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) That was me. That was me relaxing, right? I can relate to that. So all of a sudden, all that's gone. Mm. I'm in the house completely alone. Oh. Oh. And there was a there was a long time that that just felt fabulous and I went through and I cleaned every room in my house like deep cleaned it and got really into it and I but the biggest thing that I promised myself I would do and I didn't even know mindfulness was a thing then. This was like almost four years ago. I didn't know mindfulness was a thing. I wasn't into yoga and meditation and mindfulness. That wasn't in my world. Yeah. I just knew I had to stop multitasking. Yeah. For my own sanity. I had to stop. Well, if you even recognize that you were multitasking is pretty. That's big. big. That was called survival. Yeah, you know, (laughs) right. So I stopped multitasking, and if I was cleaning out a closet, I was one hundred percent focused on that closet. That was not hard. That was not easy to do. To stop my brain from going in a million different directions was one of the hardest things I've ever had Mm -hmm. to do. Um, And then. Just to even put the multitasking even funnier, I knew I had to do something for my body. I gained 35 pounds with menopause. Um, And it's just a natural, it happens. It's physiological, and it happened. I was also sitting at a desk for 12 hours a day. But, um, so I recognized I needed to do something for my body, for my physical self. And so I, at the same time, joined a gym and joined Joy. I couldn't do one. I had to do Do both. both. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and I hated the gym yeah. I hated everything about the gym um, and I loved joy mm-hmm. and I fell in love with yoga um, one of the hardest things I ever did was walk into that studio it was really hard um, what for what reason I knew nothing about it. I mean, I'd seen the Jane Fonda yoga video. I think yeah. that was about as far as, as that's what
0: I knew about yoga. Um, oh God. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that looks like, but <laughs> it's Jane an old one. It's an old one. It's an old one. She wears leotard. leotard leg warmers, yeah. you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I walked Aww. into Joy, and, and it was intimidating for me because I, I can be very reserved around people I don't know. And actually, I knew one of the people in there. Um, Joanne Croft I know no, from yeah. PTA from a thousand right. years ago oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah and I thought okay and she gave me a big smile and we hugged and I thought okay I can do this you know and and here we are um, I was practicing for maybe a year and a half before I took your teacher training yeah and I absolutely have fallen in love with it um, so my daily practices you know that was your original question mm-hmm. that's a long-winded answer Get okay. to it but um, mindfulness meditation um, I could not start my day now without meditation
2: I think it's so interesting that you knew you needed to focus on one thing like that was you your intuition that was just saying this is how my brain is gonna slow down
1: hmm
2: I felt and that scattered. was your
1: transition you had to get rid of the scatterbrain
2: and I love that we it seems like maybe men do this too but as women we clean things out physically mm-hmm. yeah. in mm-hmm. order to clean things out mentally make space yeah, yeah exactly
0: yeah. <clears throat> that's so neat I'm multitasked with the best of them yeah. I prided myself in oh, my I multitasking. Did too oh it was a p- source of pride you need help come to me I can do it now mm-hmm. it's like I'm gonna cry myself to sleep but <laughs> just bring it on <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> right yeah so what if anything have you tried to hold on to in your life through this transition into Crohn
1: I don't like I'm not sure I know what that means like a clinging
0: to yeah it? is there was there something you were have been clinging to a part of yourself or an aspect of okay. life that is slipping or has slipped or has left your life so for a long time
1: and this is a very recent new transition I'm gonna say vanity okay I have to say vanity um, I love that honestly because I feel like we can all relate with that yep I had my nails had to be perfect my hair had to be they're not they're not they look look pretty perfect no no no, the the um, acrylics or gels came off okay um, for a lot of reasons um, health being one of them but um, cost is another Yeah. and the fact that I let go of having to look perfect all the time I mean I put makeup on today for this so there's a little vanity still there Mm -hmm. but most days You're not going to see me in anything, maybe a little lip gloss. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to see me in makeup most days anymore. Um, I think, though, your
2: personality is just put together. When I look at you and think about you, I think that it's just put together. And I don't see it
0: as vanity. I see it as you like to present yourself in a certain way.
2: I think naturally,
1: though, too. I mean, that's the way I view you. That's very flattering to hear, but I mean, I used to spend a lot more time Mm. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot more money on my hair for me to spend three hundred dollars at a hairdresser's was like no big deal nothing. yeah no big deal yeah I spend about well i won't I won't tell what I spend but it's significantly less than <laughs> I don't want, I don't want my hairdresser to start charging me more if she sees this <laughs> but let's just say it's significantly less yes. and I'm just as happy with the uh, way I look beautiful. Um, i I care more about the way I feel now I mean I There's still vanity because I want to dress. You don't want to dress nice. You do want to present your your best version of yourself. But would you consider it vanity or just an
2: actual cultivation of self love? Like this is what you enjoy.
1: I think what I do now is self care. That's what I mean. I think what I do now is yes. So it's interesting.
2: Like so, the question was about clinging to something that has been threaded through your Mm. all of the phases Mm -hmm. of of maiden, mother, and crone. Mm and it's still threaded through but it's
1: just changed it's transitioned yes it has um and i i'm more interested in how i feel and how healthy i feel yes i dropped the 35 pounds that i gained and i feel amazing physically and you said that just kind of happened naturally though right it did um a healthy lifestyle movement moving Mm -hmm. a lot right Mm -hmm. um a lot of moving but it's not a great Herculean feat for me to have lost 35 pounds because this is where I was before. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel like I'm a t- I've am gone back to my natural self. You know, this is this is who I should, not, I don't want to say should, but I mean, this is...
0: Who you want to be. I,
1: this is I, the I th-
2: groove. This is where
1: you feel like, all right, um, this is where I am. Yeah. Like, this is me. And I think the fact it happened naturally is because menopause is over. I've taken control of my lifestyle, my eating, um, it just your practices yeah. less stress,
2: like as yeah. so it, many it contributing has, it
1: has all come together. There isn't any, you know, I didn't go on a diet, I didn't right. go on any diets, I just took care of myself and well, I, I continue to take care of myself. Of yeah, it to is. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have the time to be introspective and to think, yeah. Um, that's I didn't always what I love about this
0: transition, time. right? It's that because I wrote down guilt when you were talking earlier. I don't know if you experienced any guilt.
1: Oh, honey, it's my middle name.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm a mother. Here I am. You know, Jennifer and I have created this podcast, and I'm so grateful for this time that I have to create, just be creative, and then I think, oh, I feel a little guilty because some people are at work Monday through Friday, and then I have to remind myself, I've been given this golden opportunity to live my life this way. And to just fully embrace it,
1: but don't you think you made that opportunity, mm-hmm. and it was a
0: choice that you made? Choice is big with me. Choice is big with me as well, and yes, I did make the decision to leave that job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we could
1: both. But still I was also in-
0: thinking I was going to be launching myself into another full-time job. Uh, mm, and okay, yeah.
1: yeah. See, I left banking I to
0: take care of my mom,
1: and then she ended up two months later in a nursing home. So that.
0: Was gone, right? And it,
1: another transition. And even, yeah,
0: we're yeah. constantly going through transition. Well,
1: and I think that we need to embrace the change.
0: Um, and and I, I witness a lot of women who are very vain and who fight aging, fight it tooth and nail. And ex- I, I don't know. I'm just kind of in that energy of accepting. Like this morning when I was, or this afternoon when I was putting makeup on before you got here. I'm noticing all the lines and I thought
2: you know what doesn't matter are they vain or is it fear I mean there's so many oh, the words well, yeah, vain, oh, yeah. It's like you know that's a lot that and I think vanity is different women than vain a little
1: bit more you know I think vanity credit. is different than vain though yeah yeah there's a subtle difference there all right I can feel that a, a subtle difference. I'd have to think. I'd have to think about it more. Mm-hmm. Maybe another topic. All right, <laughs> Jay, I'm just gonna... come back. <laughs> well, vanity
2: is more like preparation. I mean, this is how it's just coming out. Vain
1: to is me, more right? of an emotion, and vanity is almost what you do. I don't know. I yeah. have to think
0: about it. We more. would like to know your opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, right? the difference between being vanity vain and, and vanity. And is so. vain
2: vain, or is it a is it a covering up? Is it a you know like what are you hiding? Is it a
1: Oh, you just triggered something. Yeah, and I'm me. over
0: here thinking, Shauna, you said the wrong thing. Wow, let's talk about self judgment. Go ahead. You <laughs> just no, what you just triggered, triggered something. <laughs> with me. or oh, I'm not sorry. I don't so, know. So don't apologize. Oh, I pointed at you. All don't all right. apologize. <laughs> so I'm going
1: back to the maiden mother transition because um, when I was a very, I was a very young mother. I was 21 when I had Mike and 23 when I had Pat, and um, divorced from their father when Patrick was six months old.
0: So, I didn't know this about you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. I
2: think I did know, but I forgot. But now I'm like, oh, this is so. so this is the best well, conversation we, ever. When Patrick today.
1: was born, he was very ill. He had cystic fibrosis, and um, my ex-husband could not deal with any of it. And my way of dealing with it, which I'm not necessarily proud of, was like well, I can't use the word I'm thinking of, but you know, yes, you can. No, I'm not, because Lucy's here. Oh, no. um, <laughs> but it was like. Hmm.
2: Right, like F off. Yeah, that was it. That word right there. (laughs) Um,
1: And so I I didn't have anything left over to deal with that. But anyway, I was a single mother Mm. with a very ill child and a toddler (laughs) and living in a cottage that my parents owned on this little lake. And I planted my own garden and I got into my full full strength hippie mode, planted my own garden, made my own food, did everything I was. And I was loving my life. I, I was loving this transition. I needed money. Mm-hmm. to survive. I wasn't getting, I think I was getting $20 a week in child support or something, you know, ludicrous. Even 40 years ago, that was ludicrous. Yeah. And so um, someone told me to call social services and to go on welfare, aid for dependent children. I was in Mass, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So I did. And before I did that, though, I was taking care of other children. I put that early childhood degree to some use, and I was babysitting, taking kids into my home, and babysitting. So this social worker came to my house to interview me for, to get support, and you know I'm so honest. She asks us, how much money do you have coming in? And I had it all written out, all my different families, and what days I had them, and how much money I was making, and she goes, oh, well, you'll have to stop doing all that if you're going to go on aid for dependent children, because you're making too much money. I said, well, I'm not even making enough to pay utilities and heating bill, and it's not enough. Well, we'll give you more, but you have to stop bringing this money in.
0: That's and, crazy. And
1: I said, it was nice talking to you, bye-bye. Yeah. And so I decided I still needed more money, and I really didn't want to take out any more children because I had enough. And so I got a job at a restaurant,
2: mm.
1: and I got a waitressing job, and I am probably the world's worst waitress. <laughs> Now I weighed about 110 pounds and I was you know this little thing with a long red braid down my back, and um, I could not hold a tray.
0: <laughs> I did not like men
1: pinching my bottom. Oh, oh uh, yeah. well, who would. And I didn't like Some. the comments and I um, dropped a cup of hot coffee on someone's lap. Kind By of, accident? Oh, uh, yeah mm-hmm. By. Well I didn't wink, like what he, wink. I didn't like what he said to me or where right. his hands were. So the owner wow. of the restaurant brought me into the office and I thought he's going to fire me. And that's legit. Yeah. okay, <laughs> it's, <Right>. it's legit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And he said, I want you, to, I'm going to train you to go behind the bar because nobody can touch you back there. Mm. Oh, see? You're such a leader. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and I was a very timid, I wasn't then, I was pretty timid, but he obviously saw something in me yeah. and put me behind the bar and trained me behind the bar. But I thought, all right, I was really scared to do that. So I thought, I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to put... And I would get ready for work. Because it was such a... Talk about transitions. A house full of children. Yeah. And going to be behind the bar. A work, And it was kind of a working class bar. So were you doing that by at the same day time? Oh, and yeah. this by oh, night? Yeah. Jeez. Yes. You yes. didn't sleep. And thank goodness for my parents. They watched my kids at night. Um, so I went behind the bar. But before I would get ready to go to work, I would put on my face. Mm. <laughs> and it was an actual... I felt like I was putting a mask on. That's what I, I uh-huh. mean, yeah. That was, That's why yeah. I said you triggered it, because I would put mm, on my mask. Mm-hmm. And I would go behind the bar, and I loved it. You created I a persona. I did, yeah. and it was not me, mm-hmm. but it raked in the tips. Or it was <laughs> a part of you. It is a part of yeah. you. it is. And yeah. you
0: allowed to bubble to the surface. I've seen that part of you. Yeah,
1: It was fun. Um, I <laughs> had a good time. That's I how I met to. my husband. That's how I met Ooh! My wow. <laughs> I love that. So that's, yeah, transitions and, Aww. yeah, so many transitions. But you just have to accept them all, and you can't... You know, you were saying guilt. I don't
0: allow myself to feel guilty for those types of things. And how would you, what would you suggest to people? How How does one accept it? Right? Because people have different levels of acceptance. And, and what might come really easy for you in the form of acceptance is, could be really challenging for someone yeah. else. So if you were to offer... A suggestion maybe something that's worked for you in regards to accepting things I love like accepting change it, yeah just parts of the transition accepting aging well the the alternative isn't great no it's not but a <laughs> lot of people stay there yeah and, and just and cling to and cling. Was I think right yeah. I love um, greeting life as life is presenting, or accepting life, greeting life as life is presenting itself to me, right? Mm-hmm. And just holding on to that then I'm able to release some of the complaining because complaining is just a non-acceptance of what is, right? right? So if we're complaining about the lines on our face, if we're complaining about the pain in our body as we're getting older, we're not greeting life the way life is presenting itself. We're not accepting, Mm -hmm. so we're complaining. What could you offer our audience in regards to your practice on accepting rather than fighting? if i'm even wording that no, correctly. No,
1: i i know what you're saying and i'm trying to think of how i would word it um, because i think i there's a lot i have fought over the years but i think you just get to a point where it's you can make a choice. Um, and i really think it's about choice. Yeah. You know, so you feel like you
2: got to a point where you started to make choice. Like, well, make i think choices. it had to do yeah. from like everything that you've said today is you became aware of your situations and then you became you practiced mindfulness that mm-hmm. you didn't know how to word mm-hmm. like when you really didn't came know into that was a it, thing <laughs> right and then you started to make choices based on what made you feel
1: yeah better throughout these transitions yeah and I think life presents choices to us all the time sure it does um, when Patrick died I had there's a choice right there um, we had a family member who, um, someone in my husband's family lost a child this six months or so, I think, after Patrick died, in a tragic car accident. Mm. And they chose to not let go of their grief, not let go of their anger, their angst, their everything. And their health suffered terribly. He's, he's now passed away, um, and she, I think she's still alive, but um, she's like a hermit. You know, mm. I made a choice that was a, not an easy choice. And I can't say I made it alone. Lots of support, lots right. of love. Right. Not Definitely not alone. Um, no heroes here. <laughs> but I made the choice to live and to go on and to smile and to laugh and talk about guilt. There were times when I would find myself laughing or singing and I'd go, oh. <gasps> how can you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, how dare you do that? That's so disloyal, you know? And, and then I found myself laughing at myself. Right. And <laughs> yeah, it's like
2: so beautiful, everything you just said. I know we've had these conversations before, and I always, like, yeah, my it's... heart just goes out. Like, you're really a pillar of many things, but that's
0: a... Strength. <sighs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But I still cry. Of course. Well, well I mean, yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. And I've heard you And he's worthy of the tears. Cellars, of course. He's worthy of the and tears. And
2: you did not squander his life because you chose right. to live. Mm-hmm. So your intuition always guided you. Like you I always guess. listened. Maybe you didn't have that word for it. Right. But I mean, it's just everything that I'm gathering from this conversation. It's mm. You're an amazing woman. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What has been really easy about the aging process for you? I love being respected because of my age. Mm.
2: That's, that's something I, that you don't I love miss. how you said
1: that. So great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I relish it. <laughs> but should. there is a level. You know, I, everybody always said, oh, you're so cute. You're so little. You're so cute. You're and it, was, it always felt demeaning to me. It, and I know they didn't mean it that way. But there's something about being older and having a few wrinkles. And I feel like I, I have more, I'm seen as having more substance. And that, I think, is from aging. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's that wisdom. And I that kind comes of recognize that. And it's
1: wisdom. I, I agree that I feel that I have developed and I'm still learning so much and developing wisdom. But I think wisdom does come to you, and your perception shifts dramatically huge, um, and that's been and, and I'm loving that shift in perception mm-hmm. and embracing it and choosing to think this is a great thing is mm-hmm. that
0: choice again and I'm at the beginning stage of that like I feel like that my tr- I haven't gone through menopause yet <laughs> but I feel like that <laughs> has started to take place as soon as I hit my 50s I was like all right let's go yeah. love I am totally ready for this And it's okay, like I embrace it fully. Mm -hmm. What about, this keeps popping up for me and maybe because it's my shit that I'm dealing with. Sorry, Lucy. The idea of other people's judgments. So like, who's Lucy? (laughs) Jennifer's daughter's here. She's She's our live audience today. (laughs) The idea of opinions and judgments from other people. Mm. It's always hard. That, But that has shifted for me. It's Like I said, it's at the beginning stages, and I'm really getting to that I don't care mm-hmm. part of myself, which is a wonderful place to be when I think back to my teens and my 20s mm-hmm. and even 30s. Yeah. 40s was the start of my awakening. But So mm-hmm. can you say anything about that and your experience of that shifting of perspective?
1: Well, I think that having... People in my life who love me and respect me allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it isn't all me. You know, it's feeling supported, feeling um, appreciated and loved. And I have a wonderful family. Um, children, grandchildren, super husband, um I have great cousins. (laughs) You know, there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of people in my life. So it's Um, the support system around you
0: that has helped you ease into that.
1: I think so. Okay. That's Um, great. Because if your seven-year-old granddaughter thinks you walk on water, it's pretty hard to care what somebody else thinks. Oh, Uh, wow. See, I don't have that yet, (laughs) but I can imagine that is pretty (laughs) powerful. But it it could be anybody. It could be a child, a husband, a friend. If somebody thinks you are fabulous, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. Okay. Someone that you think is like the sun and the moon. Yeah.
2: And I just, before this thought leaves my mind, what you said before about coming into Crone, right, and the respect that you get Mm -hmm. and not being cute anymore and all that. Like it's, you've embodied that. So it's like a reflection now. Hmm. So I think that's really cool. Like I just imagine you stepping. It's like, like you up blossom. T- yeah. It's like you blossom. You're like now I am to be revered. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I shall look down. Upon- no, I'm only kidding. But you know, yeah, it's, no, ve- it's, it's very not queen. at her height.
0: <laughs> She's still looking up. <laughs> right, still looking up. <laughs> that's not
2: nice. But um, no, it's very queen. Like it feels very teasing. queen. I know. <laughs> I know. only because I I, <laughs> okay, I no. get that yeah. that whole thing, and I it is like. It, it is, feels a
1: condescending. And one of the reasons my height, I, I always have to remark on, my husband is 6'4". Is he really? And he you're is. like 5 feet. <laughs> five, one, right. and a little bit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but when I walk into his house, his father is well over 6 feet. His mother is 5'12". Really? <laughs> and his sister is 5'12". Notice I didn't say 6 right, feet because right. they don't want to be 6 feet tall. And his wow. brother is like 6'5". So I walk into their house and... She's like this. You know, I mean like, hey, it's anybody. like it's bizarre <laughs> but so I've, I've always been teased about my height you know always which always. I never understood
2: why it wasn't the other way around why don't tall people get teased uh, yeah know. why don't
1: because the, well I think
0: some people do get teased
1: yeah do they? I think girls do but why do you oh, think okay. my sister-in-law prefers to be 512 <laughs> okay so yeah yes, I think right. they do okay. I think they
0: do yeah what if anything has been difficult for you through the aging process
1: uh, I think aches and pains, I don't like them.
0: Neither do I, they suck. Um, I
1: don't think anybody does, um, so I don't like that. Um, I would have said prior to a, the past couple of years, the weight gain I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that I didn't like. Um, now what, what bothers me? Not much. Good. <laughs> to That's be good honest best. with you. Yeah. I don't like the aches and pains particularly, but I am so blessed. You know, I'm blessed with good health. I'm blessed with a wonderful family and a great life doing the things I like to do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really say that, you know, it's not perfect. There's Nothing's ever
0: well, perfect. Define perfection. Yeah, I don't know. Boring, probably. What pearls of wisdom can you offer the audience in regards to their own aging and transition process? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um I think accepting it and choosing to be the best version of yourself that you can be, Mm -hmm. but who you are today, yeah, and Mm -hmm. who you are today isn't necessarily who you were 10 or 15 years ago, and hallelujah for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think it's it's funny, I don't look in the mirror a whole lot anymore. When I was younger, I felt I had to always be like, you know, checking something out. I don't even look anymore because who I am is inside of me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's a perception shift.
0: So Mm. then then what I'm hearing you say to the audience is to practice acceptance of where you are, practice acceptance of the transitions, and to love yourself from the inside out. That it's more important to just be focused on your that well-being and that love within you. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I think that's important, but I also think
1: it's important um, to be of service and to get outside of yourself. That's always been kind of an underlying thing with me is um, for every blessing that I have, and this comes from my grandmother, but for every blessing that I have, um, I need to give back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, when no one was ever unhappy From giving back, no one ever said, "I wish I hadn't done that." Right. Right. So true.
0: Well, sometimes when I think of like an old school um, idea of retirement, is you move down to Florida and you sit on a beach all day long. Well, I do that for three months. Well, I know you do. (laughs) She's gonna be leaving very (laughs) soon, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm talking full time. Yeah. And and I know people that have retired with absolutely no plan. And I've read somewhere, or someone told me once that. People spend more time planning a vacation than they do their retirement. Yeah. And there's, there's always time. So people can retire at 60 years old. What if you live for 40 more years? Right. Right.
1: And you know what? We, that's a lifetime. It yeah. is. And that's something that my husband and I are going for. He retired at 60. Um, I retired at 59. Um, and we're not rich. You know, we don't live um, extravagantly. We're so still happy. We are, and one of the things that we felt was so so important to us is you read, and we know so many people that the minute they retire from their job at sixty five or sixty eight, they have a heart attack and die. die. Right. Yeah. And you hear those
0: stories. All we the time. had
1: children young, so we didn't, you know, we didn't travel. We didn't. Um, do a lot of that stuff when we first got when he married me I had two children and then we proceeded to have two more Mm. so we never had that time to do all those things Um, and we may not want to travel to Europe or we can't afford to you know take trips like that but we can rent a cottage in Maine and spend a week enjoying each other's company so it's making again it's choices choices We just got rid of Comcast, and we just saved ourselves like seven hundred dollars a year from some creativity, doing some creative stuff. Which I give all kudos to him because I just said, as long as I can watch Good Morning America, you can do it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, But so we economize. We um, I'm not spending three hundred dollars at the hairdressers or getting my nails done every other week or any of those crazy things—facials and expensive face creams and all that stuff. It's all gone. Mm. But I'm happy. And And it's like, again,
0: it's the choice again. It's when I think about the paycheck that I used to bring home from the Cambridge hospital every week, the freedom that I have now outweighs that paycheck so much more than I can even possibly share. And I am grateful because I do have a husband that can support my creativity, you Mm -hmm. know, financial support, which has been wonderful. It's big. It is. But I've been willing to sacrifice. Yeah. That's I guess I want to say that what are you willing to sacrifice to get what you want? Yeah, and I want this freedom I want this time for creativity and to explore and for the introspection and and to continue to grow my business and That I'm willing to sacrifice that bigger paycheck and to do what that.
2: is freedom? I think even just to reflect on right? What is so what does freedom that, mean? like is coming up as so 40 50 60 right essentially mm-hmm. when I hit 40 even though I know I could live till I'm 100 or whatever, it almost felt like I was looking on the other side now, right? So mm-hmm. there's a sense of like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: all right, how do I want to live like right. the rest of my life? It feels so different compared to like when I turned 20. Mm.
1: Right? And you oh, feel yeah. like you
2: have all the time in the world. Right. And then there's such a shift for me anyway, and it sounds similar like coming from both of you, of like simplifying mm-hmm. and really just enjoying. It's like fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like.
0: That's I love like simplifying,
2: yeah, and, and and just like the the details of life that you can be aware of and mindful of. It doesn't have to be the gigantic leaps and bounds and like being this big presence in the world. It's about like enjoying everything along. I don't know. That's what it feels but like. But still for me.
0: having a significant presence in the world, just not on the grand scale.
2: Well, and whatever it ends up being, but that's not like the end game. The Mm -hmm. end, there is no end game. It's like being present, simplifying, enjoying, and like, I just almost imagine like hands going in dirt, you know, like you dig in more versus being like flighty. Mm -hmm. That's the sense that I have like as I turn 40.
1: And who's to say if you make one person smile or make one person feel better, during a day, that that isn't going to have an enormous ripple effect. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sure And I think there's that perception shift. I used to think I had to change the world when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I can't tell you how many marches I went on, and um, battered women's marches, um, sexual assault, marches um, marching for women's rights um, all of that stuff that was a big part of my 20s and early 30s and i felt if i was i I always felt guilty i wasn't doing enough that i should do more and um, honestly going that whole route almost killed me it was emotionally very very difficult for me and thank goodness i was able to pull back from it but um now I, I feel good if if I'm teaching a chair yoga class and I have a woman come up to me and say I look forward to this all week, mm. I've done my job. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> done for the day. Right. You know? I mean, really. Yeah, it's that's it's really all it takes is if you can have a po- effect affect positive change once every day or for one person, you you're, you're there
2: and you're not even seeking her comment either because no. you're so like in the moment and fulfilled that that's almost like a surprise like oh. That's awesome! Well, that, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that could, for me that goes along with remaining humble, mm-hmm. and that's that's a major thing for me. Is just it's just me. I'm just I'm just being. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much.
2: Well, and that's another thing I think that comes with transitions is
0: learning to just be. Yeah, yeah, yes. So it's just being. Mm-hmm. It's accepting choices. Mm-hmm. Note taking. A little wine doesn't hurt. A little wine never hurts. Chocolate, obviously. Chocolate I is just good. I a whole bowl. <laughs> we I told her I had a chocolate bar for lunch today. So, <laughs> there's no lie. Jennifer ate probably sixteen pieces of little candy before we started. That recording. adds
2: up to one and a half to two big ones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how would we like? How would you like to leave today's podcast? Is there anything else that you would like to share? Any other thoughts? Anything that we haven't touched upon yet?
1: I think only that when I find when I am sad or depressed or lonely or whatever, because I have those days many times, just like everybody else in the world, if I reach out to someone else, that's the way to go. Mm. Not staying inside my head. I love being inside my head a lot. I I I do. My head is always going. Um, I live inside my head sometimes. But if I'm having a bad Inside time, um, the best thing for me to do is reach out to someone else. That's I love that, mm-hmm. and you've talked about that in different ways
2: throughout the whole podcast today yeah. about family, mm-hmm. being what has
0: like held you mm-hmm. throughout support many system.
2: transitions. Yeah.
0: So we recommend really um, doing your best if you don't have a support system to somehow create a support system mm-hmm. right go go to your local yoga studio I, mean, <laughs> I yeah. imagine there's a nice community there yeah, yeah. Um, and
2: allow it to take time you yeah know, I yeah. think
0: yeah and it's not and to the be pushing open to it's, it mm-hmm. yes it, open allowing receptive to the unfolding of the transition rather trying rather than trying to control or push something mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. Um, and that's a level of acceptance again right? and I
1: think knowing that other people, are going through the same thing oh, yeah. that you are, yeah. and that they're feeling just like you are, if not worse, and and I think accepting that. I mean, I as a kid, I always used to think, well, I'm the only one that feels this way. You know, I'm the only one that, you know, is afraid to walk through the gym to the locker room (laughs) and gym or whatever, you know, all of those things. I'm probably the only one who goes home and has nightmares (laughs) um, of (laughs) can't opening my school locker, you know. And then you find out everybody has that. And that's that's another huge perception shift. Right. You know, however crappy my day might be, there's someone else that's having a crappier day. That's very true. And I'm going to feel better if I reach out to them. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful.
2: I know. Thank you so much. Thanks, Deb, for, for being, being here and sitting coming. in a conversation with
0: us. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to close up shop now. All right. But before we do, before we say where to find us, we are taking applications for guests.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you would like to be a guest on Hawks and Lavender Rose, please reach out to us.
2: Send you
0: can, us an email. You can send us an email, Rose at hotmail.com. You can find us in our private Facebook group, on Instagram. You can find me under my name everywhere because like what I love to say, <laughs> I am the only, only Shauna Gullbrand 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 on, in the world. Galbrand oh, in the world, on the on, planet. Are you sure? I am positive.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. You're positive, for
0: real. I've Googled it. Yeah. i was the only one. <laughs> Well, then it must be true. <laughs> if the internet says it, it's true. Oh, boy. There aren't many girl brands in this world. No. Let's yeah. just put it And if no. there are, they're all over in Sweden.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jennifer Williams, Journey Home Yoga, Everything Joy. That's where you can find me and now we're, we have our we have our
0: podcast
2: on the podcast app now. yes yes hawks let's announce Rose. that it's on your podcast app youtube right hawks phone. and it's and a and d not the and symbol
0: yes yeah. okay. so yeah. you can search it either way with the and symbol or and and d and you'll be able to find us mm-hmm. and we're super super excited that you tuned in to listen and watch thank you so much thank you deb we love You're you welcome. thank you deb pleasure. we love you too and we yes. love you <laughs> bye. bye everyone